Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Angel Leon, Mosher's Director of Personnel. We're glad you're with us for this episode of Ask Anything, and with us today is a special guest, a repeat offender on Ask Anything, who's going to be talking with us about the International Survivors of Suicide Loss Day. We'll be joined today again by Kelsey Aaron. You might remember her. She came on a little bit earlier this season to talk to us about suicide prevention. She's the executive director of the Indiana chapter of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Kelsey, it's great to have you back on Ask Anything, and I have to say I'm looking forward to this conversation because it is my understanding that International Survivors of Suicide Loss Day is Saturday, November 18th, and this is the day in which survivors of suicide loss come together to find connection, understanding, and hope through their shared experiences. But first, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing excellent and even better now that I get to talk to you and learn a little bit more about your organization and how this day is celebrated within the community. So let me ask you first, how did this day come to be and why this Saturday before a major holiday? It's right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's a that's a great question and one we get often. So in 1999, uh, Senator Harry Reid lost his father by suicide and that year introduced a resolution to the U.S. Senate leading to the creation of International Survivors of Suicide Loss Day, also known as Survivor Day for short. And it's intentionally before the American Thanksgiving and the winter holidays. Uh, we know that holidays can be challenging and difficult for suicide loss survivors or, or anyone who's lost a loved one in particular by suicide. And so it's right before the major holidays to bring suicide loss survivors together to share in experiences, strength, hope, we have lost survivors who very newly bereaved, and then we have people who it's been 20, 30, 40 years since their loss. And so it's a beautiful way for people in, in different areas of their grief journey to come together and share and connect, find hope, and also just be able to share transparently maybe some things that we wouldn't be able to say to our family and friends too. It's definitely, uh, as I was reading up on the day and the different things that happened that day and how it came together, it's definitely, I, I've obviously never come across this, but it's definitely seems to be a real connection with everybody involved, especially for those that maybe are still going through the process, the grieving process, if the event occurred much sooner or, or closer to that day. So in fairness, what is the significance of this day for those who are survivors of suicide loss? We'll have about, it's over 300 sites that are happening globally. So that's one of the beautiful things about this event mm. is that we know that a suicide can impact everyone. And sometimes we've got family or friends that are sprinkled all across the country and maybe we can't be together for the holidays or, you know, maybe we all can't attend the same Survivor Day site, but we could all find one in our local community and kind of share in that, that experience in a site that's local to us. The day is unique to each site in the sense that it's based on the host. So we have wonderful volunteers, especially here in Indiana and across the United States and, and globally too, that are hosting these events in their communities. And there is a certain recipe of there's a new film that's being featured that follows the journey of of suicide loss survivors with different connections, so different relationships to their loss too. Um, then there's a panel of discussions of people who are a little bit further along in their grief journey and can answer questions or share insights and just have discussion and conversation. And then oftentimes, depending on the locations, there's activities. So sometimes there's 
for individuals who want to engage in this piece, there's so many support groups where people can connect and talk before the day ends. At the Indianapolis site, um, our awesome volunteer has flower arranging session set up for people and then also a boxing session too, which is unique and different. Yeah. Um, we've never had anything like that before. So just touches on all points of kind of self-care aspects. We typically have a mental health professional on site just to kind of help with anything that might be a little bit more sensitive or require a little bit more higher level of, of care. But for the most part, the day is led by volunteers who are suicide loss survivors. And it's intentionally that way so that it's a peer-to-peer led community event. Well, I just want to clarify real quick. When you say boxing, like fisticuffs, pugilism, boxing? Yes. Okay. Yes. Like, okay. Nice. Yeah. That, She's like, that was my thought as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. I just wanted to clarify because like being before the holidays, I'm like, oh, maybe it's uh, gift wrapping or no. Nope. like, but I was like, oh, I can be very therapeutic. That Yes. It's, it's somebody who studied psychology and studied the physicalities yeah, of psychology. Yes. But a lot of times the hosts are women. And so it is like flower decorating last year. It was like canvas and all that stuff. And not to say that, that those events are like only for women, but I think this helps target and open up some opportunity just for to differentiate a little bit on how people might be able to grieve or what self-care might look like. I was going to say physicality when it comes to a grieving process is very helpful. I, I say that knowing that obviously the individual is going through a, a crisis, uh, a situation, but sometimes what the individual needs, what its own body needs is just to go on release. a run. Release. release. Yeah. Go on a in run, a, go a, on a bike ride. Yeah. In a supervised, safe, safe, Yes. Construct yeah. within like within a when a the safely supervised parameters yeah. can be very, very helpful. Very helpful. Yeah. 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 So when you said boxing, I was pretty much thinking about that. But I was like, Brian, I'm like, is it boxing or is it boxing? It's in the holidays are coming. So we're gonna help you box your gifts. I I, I didn't want to jump in like, oh, that's really cool. Cause you know, that like that physical like that the physicality of the therapy yeah. and the release and the so thing like, I'm like, no, I'm talking oh, about gift wrapping. Yeah. <laughs> Punching boxing, Brian. <laughs> no, yeah, no punching. Oh, yes, there's punching. Sorry. Very cool. Yeah, so, it should be fun. So those are some great activities. Is there any other way that people connect on a day like that? Yeah, so we know too, there might be barriers for people to get on site to things. So there's also a virtual one happening off of the AFSP national Facebook page. So that's one way to engage as well and a neat way to, to, to connect for people who maybe the timing doesn't work. Maybe there's not a location accessible, or we know that it's right before the holidays too. So maybe they're, you know, they're just now hearing about it, but the day is always the Saturday before Thanksgiving. So for people planning for future dates for 2024, 2025, it'll always be that Saturday before Thanksgiving. And as you mentioned, the AFSP has many resources for this day. Anything that you recommend for somebody who might be new to this day? Yeah, so I think one of the key things, and we're trying to make sure that this is clear too, is that, you know, we want anyone is welcome. That doesn't mean that you have to engage and participate in everything that's, that's happening that day. So I know that there are people where, you know, being in a small group and doing a support group, that's not their jam. So we've got other spots where they can be when that's going on. So just kind of feeling it out and knowing too that 
if we know a suicide loss survivor, maybe we aren't ourselves, but we're connected with someone who is offering to go with them. It can be scary and intimidating to kind of go into this in, in a vulnerable space if they don't know any other suicide loss survivors or anyone else that are, is going to be there. So having a companion come with you is completely welcomed and fine. We'll have a new film this year. So that's been a question since COVID. So we're excited to have a really short documentary. It's a very beautiful piece that follows the journey of three different families who are suicide loss survivors. And so that's kind of the center point for the day. And then from that comes discussion, the different breakout groups, there's food always. <laughs> that's an essential for everything, especially when we're, we're sad and grieving. So Yes, really if you cook it, they will come. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So we make sure that there's good food. And we're fortunate to have lovely volunteers that kind of plan this day. So we'll have 11 sites across Indiana. And like I said, there's over 300 across the globe, which is really an incredible way to engage in and find other families like yours if right. you've been impacted by suicide. Yeah, and spread the message, obviously, that there's others around you that have gone through or are going through the same situation that you might be going through. So get together, connect, share those experiences, you know, remember the the great days that you have with that individual and continue the healing process overall. Because like, yes. as you mentioned, sometimes it's somebody who's just gone through it or somebody who's gone through it 20 years. So I, I think, I mean, you brought up a good point too, is the like continuing. So we attended our first survivor day. It was 13 years after our dad had passed, once we found AFSP, I know I shared that in the last piece. And one of the biggest gifts I got from this day in particular is how to find moments of joy or celebrate things in the absence of our dad. And so we were very young when we lost him. So, you know, it was just, I felt guilty, you know, celebrating or enjoying things or that type of thing, or I would catch myself having fun or doing things and then being like, oh, I should, I should be sad. Or, you know, I felt bad that he wasn't here. And um, there was a really lovely human. Her name is Judy Proctor. And she is a very long time volunteer and shared some beautiful pieces of wisdom that I've carried with me for these last, you know, 10 years since I've been involved with AFSP. And I certainly will always miss my dad. And there are events that he absolutely should be at, but uh, you know, finding those moments of joy and continuing to celebrate life is exactly what he wanted us to do. So it's just important to still live in those moments and and live for him and, and getting to see people evolve in their grief journey too is a beautiful gift too, as they find their voice and find whatever peace um, helps them along in their journey. That's another beautiful thing that comes from this day is just connecting and, and things like that too. Real quick, I lost my uncle, my mom's older brother. We lost him to suicide in 2001. I was 26 years old. I was, you know, for all intents and purposes, an adult. Yeah. Uh, but the way that manifests it's it for me, even all these years later, is at like like you said, this uh, into Thanksgiving, Christmas, or um, just the winter holidays, whatever it is at the end of the year, whether you know it's Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you're celebrating that end of the year it's that momentary sense of they should be here. Mm -hmm. they, they should, they should not be missing this. They would be right. having such a good time mm -hmm. picking on nieces and nephews. Yeah, Great exactly. Yeah. Grandkids. The, the, like th these are things that they should have gotten to experience and it's fleeting, 
like uh, it's like it it doesn't last as long as it used to like it, the first couple of years was like man like th their absence is always palpable mm -hmm. it's but we, you know we we remember him fondly we miss him every day but it really is just that moment of like while we're together as a family there's something missing and it shouldn't yeah. be missing but it is and that's frustrating and but it's i don't know quicker to process a little like with with time but it's always there of course yeah yeah the memory will always be there but you're right those those moments where you feel like they should be there those are probably the hardest moments for any individual so it's a process obviously that starts from day one and i for one i i don't know that it will ever end but you know like you mentioned that happened to you 22 years ago almost 23 years ago and you still think about it and to you kelsey so it's a process but i think if we surround ourselves with people that have the right mindset and that are willing to celebrate the lives of others and just remembering that's that's a joy it's a joy to watch and it's a joy to live so to be with those around us so before we go how can those that want to help help so you mentioned there's about 11 sites around indiana about 300 overall throughout the whole world so if somebody wanted to help that uh, Saturday before, how can they? We always welcome volunteers to help. So whether it's as simple as sharing about the day with a neighbor or a colleague or someone on your son's soccer team, making sure that just people are aware of the day so that they can attend if they are available and like to. We need volunteers the day of. So if they want to help people in or you know, help support people um, throughout the day. We welcome that. So they are, they can find their local chapter um, and then engage that way by going to afsp.org backslash chapters, um, or they can find the Indiana chapter with our contact information at afsp.org backslash Indiana and get connected that way. Um, and that's true for this day or, you know, the 364 other days of the year, um, we've got stuff going on. Um, so whether it's this day that they would want to help out with or, help plan an event next year. The goal is to make this day accessible and available throughout our community. So if there is someone who is interested in hosting a site for next year, it usually opens up, the applications usually open up late summer and then they close that first week of October so that we can get promotion out and stuff. So for anyone looking for the future too, if they'd like to host a site, we'd love to connect and get them engaged with our chapters and help bring this to more communities. Absolutely. Kelsey, it's been a pleasure to have you with us again on Ask Anything. Thank you very much. And we hope you guys have an excellent day. Remember, it's the Saturday before Thanksgiving, International Survivors of Suicide Loss Day. Kelsey, Aaron, again with us on Ask Anything. Thank you. Thank you for listening in to this week's edition of Ask Anything presented by Motion Consulting. We hope you enjoyed listening to Kelsey Aaron talk to us about the International Survivors of Suicide Loss Day. Remember, if you are in a crisis, please dial 988 or text TALK to 741741. If you want more information about suicide prevention, please visit AFSB.org. Join us next time when we continue to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on. Remember to send us your ideas or topics via social media feeds. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, so long, everybody. Go. Oh.